PFG Private Wealth Management LLC is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. The topics and information discussed during this podcast are not intended to provide tax or legal advice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed insurance agents. The rules of retirement have changed. No longer can most of us rely on Social Security or a single pension to fund our futures. We're living longer, and retirement doesn't just last a handful of years anymore. Instead, you might stay retired for 20 or 30 years, and maybe even more. We need to look at retirement through a new lens, with fresh eyes, with a new approach and plan of attack. Here to answer the call are financial advisors John Texera and Nick McDevitt of PFG Private Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Tampa Bay area. This podcast is Retirement Planning Redefined, and it starts right now. Hey gang, welcome into another edition of the Retirement Planning Redefined podcast with John and Nick from PFG Private Wealth. Mark Killian here along for the ride as we talk investing, finance, and retirement with the guys. And this week, actually, we're going to kind of sort of a follow-up to our prior podcast. We're going to talk about implementing, really kind of a case study about implementing Roth strategies into your plan, some things to uh, kind of think about there. So again, if Roth conversions are uh, on your mind, this is a great podcast for you. And as always, if you've got questions or concerns, let the guys know. Reach out to them at pfgprivatewealth.com. John, what's going on this week, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Nick uh, still hasn't uh, taken me up on that race offer, but um, you know, I picked up some yoga in the meantime, so okay. I'm doing All right. well. All right. So rowing and yoga. After a couple of weeks, you should be lean and mean, and you should be ready to roll. I'm trying. I'm trying to get in shape for when I go back out in public. <laughs> Did you get the quarantine 15? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of Oreos ha- eating over here. Oh, yeah. I-, I hear you. Nick, how are you doing, bud? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, John's definitely going to have to spend a little bit more time rowing before he can uh, kind of catch up. I've got a month head start on him. Oh, okay. Um, so, and luckily, uh, the irony for me is uh, because I've been forcing myself to get out, I've actually been losing weight, which is kind of nice. Um, oh, nice. And, and ordering, uh, going out to eat a little bit less. So it's funny when you see uh, what kind of difference that makes for sure. Yeah, it really does. Well, and I'm, Everybody has their vice, uh, Oreos, as John was mentioning. So everybody's got their vice. So yeah, during the during the quarantine and lockdown, I certainly was no stranger to my own vices as well. And I was like, yeah, this isn't good. <laughs> I'm getting fat. <laughs> Not happy about it. So I'm right there with you, John. Wasn't Oreos, but just as bad. Uh, well, anyways, let's jump into our topic this week and talk about this uh, this kind of this case study, really, and, and again, ways that it kind of helps you maybe see implementing. Uh, how a Roth conversion may or may not work. So Nick, take it away. Kind of give us a, a quick breakdown uh, on what this is uh, and just walk us through it. Yeah. So what we wanted to do with this session is kind of mix it up a little bit where, you know, one of the things that we found just kind of communicating with people, especially in the classes that we typically do is when we walk through almost a little bit of a case study and give a sample example of a household, you know, what they have in assets, what they have in income, you know, how they're currently saving and, and the things that we can do with, you know, pretty minor changes within the structure available 
to really try to improve their overall situation and planning. So, so the, the scenario that we had kind of put together was uh, a dual income household, you know, ages 55 and 53. Okay. And their existing accounts were pretty uh, heavily dominant uh, to the pre-tax side. So half a million dollars in pre-tax uh, 401k funds. Um, they had about $25,000 in Roth accounts, uh, 50,000 in cash. So, you know, between checking and savings, 30 year mortgage, you know, about uh, 10 years in to a 30 year mortgage. And they were paying an extra 250 a month towards the mortgage to try to get it paid down. And so, you know, one of the most common questions that people have when they come in to see us or come to a class is, you know, hey, I'm saving, I'm doing a good job with saving, but am I saving in the right area? Should I be paying this extra money towards the mortgage, et cetera? So the breakdown in income was uh, person one, 110,000, person two, 60,000 of income. So total household income of about 170,000. And uh, the reality is that both of them were getting uh, a company match into their 401k and they were saving, you know, between the two of them, uh, they're saving essentially 18% of their income, but they're putting it all into pre-tax accounts. So the Roth accounts that they, that they have on their balance sheet are essentially accounts that they've had for a long time. You know, they funded it early on and then at a certain point they got phased out because they made too much in income. You know, so their their main uh, question, or I should say, you know, potentially goal was, you know, when they came to us was, hey, again, we have a good income, we're living comfortably, we live within our means, uh, we save a good amount of money, uh, but are we doing it the right way? So uh, one of the first things that we did was evaluate the mortgage, and really, uh, what we've seen, and John's uh, worked on, you know, these quite a bit with with a few different clients. Is that you know mortgage rates have obviously dropped in the last you know these clients were ten years in, so mortgage rates have dropped and um, they went ahead and uh, spoke to their credit union and they were able to you know refinance. One of the things you always want to look into is you know try to keep down closing costs, etc. And they were able to reduce the payment. And so really, uh, with rates of where they are, they were able to go from having 20 years left on their mortgage to refinancing to a 15-year mortgage, uh, which is something that they felt much more comfortable with. You know, we always, when we discuss mortgages, we always kind of have the conversation of, you know, pure, pure finance decisions versus uh, a comfort level as well. And so they were able to reduce their monthly principal and interest payment by $150 a month over their 30-year. So essentially what we're able to do is we're able to recapture the $250 a month that they were paying extra towards the mortgage to try to shorten it, take five years off the mortgage with the refinance and save an additional $150 a month. So really we've got a, a $400 a month savings plus uh, we shaved five years off the mortgage uh, automatically. So, you know, the goal being, you know, how do then we, how do we redeploy that money? John, any tips for people when they're looking for uh, refinancing on the, on the mortgage and some things to look into? You know, one thing you just want to analyze what, what the rates are and what you're currently at. I know a lot of people kind of use a little rule of thumb of, you know, basically, basically if you can lower it by 1%, it might be a good idea to at least look into it. And that's kind of where we start is, hey, look, look into it, um, depending on what rates are and where your current rate is, and then work with, you know, an advisor or some type of mortgage specialist to evaluate exactly, hey, does this make sense for me? 
you know, a decent website just to see where rates are at is, is bankrate.com. Just be wary putting your name into anything because we have had some people where they, I put my name into this, I'm getting bombarded with phone calls from, from everybody. So bank rates is a good place to view, but ultimately um, you definitely want to you know, work with someone and um, just figure out what's best for, for your situation. For sure. So, so from there, um, you know, and again, part of this, part of the emphasis for us, and, and I know that a lot of our kind of listeners and our clients have heard us talk a lot about the importance of balancing, trying to create some sort of balance or equity in portfolios from the standpoint of we want to diversify uh, future taxation and current taxation. So with this client, they were very heavy on the pre-tax. So half a million in pre-tax, only 25,000 in Roth dollars. So um, client one, essentially their plan at work allows for Roth 401k contributions, where client two, um, their plan does not allow for Roth uh, contributions. So that's one of these things where, you know, sometimes households we've seen when there's a dual income household, they try to make everything even and it's not always the best you know, strategy when we look at it from a, a global standpoint. So the other thing that uh, we've seen people not necessarily consider or uh, quite realize or understand is that when their employer is making a match contribution for them, those match contributions are pre-tax contributions. So, so there's additional money going in. Previously, for the household, they were contributing on their own about $30,000 a year into retirement accounts, and they were getting uh, about $5,000 a year of company contributions. And now, after the refinance, what we're actually able to do is increase the amount that they're saving. So one of the first things that we'll look at for clients is the income test on whether or not they have the ability to contribute to an individual Roth IRA account. And so this household came in underneath the limits, which means, and they're over the age of 50, which means that each of them are able to contribute 7,000 a year into a Roth IRA account. You know, the benefit obviously of having an individual IRA account is that they're uh, going to have some more flexibility on the uh, investment options that they have. And, you know, if they want to work with us and have us invest the money for them, they have that, that option. Whereas when they're dealing with accounts that are strictly held at their employer, they're required to use the funds that are inside of there. So previously, again, and I know it gets a little confusing in this sort of format, but essentially they were saving $30,000 a year pre-tax their employers were putting about $5,000 a year pre-tax. So uh, about $35,000 a year pre-tax into accounts, and then another $3,000 a year into their mortgage extra. So now what we've done is we've said, okay, we're able to recapture those dollars from the mortgage. And the total amount that's going to be saved has increased up to $40,000 a year, which is a nice jump. So there's that breakdown is going to be 14,000 between the two of them into Roth accounts, 7,000 each. The employer contributions are staying the same, so that's still a little over the 5,000. But client one, because they have access to both pre-tax and Roth options in their 401k, they're going to put uh, a little less than 16,000 a year into the pre-tax and about 5,500 into the Roth per year. So what we've done in this case is where previously they weren't putting any money into Roth accounts, 
they're now approaching $20,000 a year of Roth contributions um, that they weren't, you know, completely aware of, of how to be able to take advantage of that. And again, we think that that's a super important step to be able to build in diversification to not necessarily, you know, if a, if a conversion down the road makes sense for them, um, they can do a conversion. But if we can do it up front, take advantage of the low tax rates that we are currently in in this current environment and not have to worry about future brackets from the standpoint of dealing with conversions, um, this is something that really allows them to start to build up their Roth funds. John, do you want to talk a little bit about from the standpoint of how we might adjust their actual holdings and in, in risk allocation in, in a Roth versus the traditional funds? Uh, yeah. So one thing that you want to um, look at when you're when you're looking at allocation overall funds, it's typically, and I say typically because then every, everyone's situation is different. You want to be more aggressive or take a little bit more risk in the Roth IRA or Roth 401k accounts because that has more potential for growth. So it gives you a little bit more, um, again, potential to have more more money down the road in the Roth bucket tax-free. Yeah, we, we like to try to capture that upside, especially because you know when you look at it from the standpoint of the total amount of funds, you know, the the over when you look at the the overall nest egg, the money that's in the Roth is a lot less money. So we feel a little more comfortable taking a, a little bit more risk with those dollars because it's a much smaller chunk of the pie. And then we dial back the risk on the pre-tax dollars because that's a bigger, you know, piece of the pie and uh and try to kind of create some balance and and for uh anybody that you know may have gotten kind of tripped up with some of the details because we know that there are a lot of moving parts in this we will have kind of the breakdown in the show notes to be able to walk you through to to check that sort of uh situation out to see if you know something like that might make sense for you okay all right absolutely so uh, definitely a little bit different this week on the podcast but it's certainly an interesting way to take a look and see about how uh, different strategies can you know be implemented into unique scenarios and help things along. And so, as you, as uh, Nick pointed out, you know, follow along with the the show notes. Uh, they'll have a breakdown in there for you as well on that. And anything else we need to wrap up with this week on uh, on implementing this uh, this case study that we were talking about? No, I would say that the biggest thing is to just to, for people to make sure that you know again where people will oftentimes analyze the decisions that they're making from an investment standpoint is with the sorts of holdings they have and not necessarily with the types of accounts that they have. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, making sure that the methodology that you're using and how to save and, um, and put money into accounts is something that you're, you know, looking at and, and looking into whether it's with your employer, you know, asking, Hey, do we have a, a Roth 401k option in our plan? And, you know, if not, getting a few people together to, to tr try to push for something like that uh, can really open up options for you. So, so that sort of uh, process is always important. All right, there you go. All right, folks, so great episode here this week on Retirement Planning Redefined. Hopefully you enjoyed this case study, uh, a bit of a breakdown and a look into implementing Roth strategies. Again, follow along with the show notes uh, on the website. Go to pfgprivatewealth.com. Uh, click on the podcast page. That's pfgprivatewealth.com. And then you'll see the podcast page. Click on that. 
and uh, you can follow along in the episodes. And of course, subscribe to us if you've not yet done so on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever platform you like to use for your podcast needs. And if you do have questions, if you do want to talk about a conversion or implementing a strategy, uh, reach out to John and Nick. Let them know you want to chat by calling 813-286-7776. That's 813-286-7776, serving the Tampa Bay area. So get on the calendar, have a chat with them. Please, before you take any action, you should always check with a qualified professional like John and Nick at PFG Private Wealth. And with that, guys, we'll we'll say goodbye this week. Hope you guys have a great week. Stay safe, stay sane, and all that good stuff. For John, Nick, I'm Mark. We'll talk to you next time here on the show, and we'll see you later on Retirement Planning Redefined.